I watch film, but I'd be honest, I mean, when I first started watching film, I was just watching the game. Hello everybody, welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host at Steediddy, NFL on Twitter. Give me a follow, will you? And follow the group at UK Packers. And as usual, after a week's hiatus, we're back. It's me old buddy, me old pal at Ryan Peacock NFL. Rhino, what's going on, bud? Yeah, it's good. I mean, I've, I've started getting used to you kicking me out of the studio on Thursdays when you're talking to the Mark Murphys and the Greg Jennings and the Mason Crosbys. Mm-hmm. But this time... You, you just you just disappear off to Green Bay and leave me behind. I mean, what's that about? I'm going to well, start getting a bit of a complex here. Movers and shakers, you know what I mean. I have to leave you at home. You're like the uh, you're like the scorned wife who gets left behind doing all the hard work and all of the washing and you know the rest. Back in the 1930s, and I head off with my briefcase and my fedora <laughs> to do man work. Uh, yeah, no, headed off to Green Bay. So this this the first episode. You know, we haven't had an episode for ages. We we're getting people that have withdrawal symptoms on Twitter, weren't we? Asking for episodes, so we're back. It's, it's nice. It's nice, isn't it, to be noticed that we're not there. <laughs> yeah, it's bad when people are like, "You had a podcast, you know? Yeah, yeah, we have a podcast." Yeah, yeah. If we'd left it, if we'd left it and missed out two or three shows, and so, and nobody mentioned it, we'd be like, "Oh dear." Yeah. Nobody's listening. <laughs> that was good. And I tell you, we went to Green Bay and we had a lot of people coming up saying that they listened to the podcast. An awful lot of Wisconsinites that were a tailgating with when they found out we were the UK Packers. Uh, follow us on Twitter. They follow us on Instagram. They love our sort of memes and stuff. We have a very Irish, English, uh, dry wit wit there. And they were happy with it. And they listened to the podcast. They said it was good, that it was good angles, that they liked the Irish and English. It made it a little bit different. And we weren't... Not that we weren't tuned in to what's happening in Green Bay, because, you know, they kind of jump on the no running back issue and then they flog it to death. Whereas over here, I think we like to look at a range of issues and we're more balanced, aren't we? You know, we don't get caught up in whatever's in the media at the time. Everyone talks about the same type of gear. So we're a little bit different that way, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think uh, sometimes the media can really jump on situations just because it gives you something to click on, something Mm -hmm. to watch, something to listen to. You know, we try as best we can to try and bring it down and actually talk facts. But I mean, you mentioned it there. Running game is probably something we'll get onto later on in the show when we talk about the uh, Bears game. But for now, come on, tell me more about Green Bay. Oh man, it was special. Now, first off, right, you went over last year for how many days? Was it like seven or eight days? It was something like that, wasn't it? Because we went over from the Friday to the Monday. So that was a long time. I I was drunk almost every day, so it could have been a week. It could have been a month. Yeah, it could have been a day. But uh, we went over for the three days. And what I can tell you is, is it's not enough. You really do need to go over for more. So we went over Friday, landed about lunchtime. I drove this 16-seater bus, right, up through Chicago, up into Wisconsin, into Green Bay. Now, at this stage, it was dark, so everyone was banging on it. Oh, look, there's the stadium and there's Lambo. I had white knuckles on the steering wheel. Couldn't, couldn't look past it i was too worried that i was going to kill everybody i thought that was going to be everyone's last moment and they say that you know bull phrase of well he died doing something he loved you know i thought that was going to be said about like 16 people on the bus that they eventually got the green bay and died and got buried Um, so i was worried about that so i didn't really get to see it back to the hotel of course dropped the bag off fairly lively uh ran down to the bar spotted cow ryan beautiful stuff did you like that I like what you tell me you didn't like spotted cow do you know what I don't know what it was but no I didn't like it I I had a I had a a bottle of it didn't like it at the time but I thought it was just because I'd been drinking Miller High Life right Right. so a couple of days later I gave it another go I'm sorry guys I just don't like it and what's the crowd so that was your weapon of choice when you went last year was it Miller High Life Miller High Life the champagne of beers (laughs) 
<laughs> Jesus, look, that's your elitist side. You, they call me prime time, and here's you over there living the high life. Ridiculous. It says it on the bottle, mate. I know, yeah. <laughs> do you know well, what? Hey, yeah, you, right. that's one. I don't, I don't mean to jump forward in the whole Green Bay fairy tale here, but we were in the stadium, and the, the your man goes, anyone want some beers? High life. And giving out all this stuff. Miller Lite, high life, whatever you want. And some guy ordered two beers, $16. Give him 20, say keep the change. What? 16 8 quid for a can of beer? Jesus. If I remember on that day, this is going to sound bad now because I'm letting the legend down a bit, but I drank so much through the tailgate yeah. that by the time I got into the stadium, I, I had to have a break through the game. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to go to my first ever game and not remember the game. So... I had quite a lot of free beer in the morning, which I think I was drinking Bud Light. Mm. Um, got to the game, didn't drink, obviously won the game, got out there, went to the, all the party and afterwards got back on it. And I think that saved me that day because I must have drunk, I don't know, a ridiculous amount of beer. Oh yeah, because when you come abroad with the UK Packers, we have to sort you out. There's two ways that we sort you out. One, the tailgate, it's free booze, uh, free food. So that usually gets you fairly leathered. But even before we got to the tailgate, we were out tailgating with all the Wisconsinites. So to give you kind of a... Let, let's pull it back here. So down to the bar, some spotted cow. Liked it. Only had a pint. Didn't want to go too mental on my first night. Didn't want to have a hangover the next day. So Saturday was kind of like a free day. So I was lucky enough to hook up with some of the Packers VPs. Um, and we, we went to this uh, pretty swish house party. It was cool. Uh, hanging out with some very top people in Green Bay, which was awesome. One of the guys, Billy Tressel. So this is the guy who started, uh, you know, Hinterland Beer. It's like the Packers, uh, like the, they have the Packers logo and stuff on the beer, I think, or as close yeah. to it as they can get. Oh, speaking of him, this guy, real salty the earth dude, there with sort of a, you know, a, a rough short sleeve t-shirt on and a cap that looks as weathered as my Green Bay cap that I've had for years. It's came around the world with me. So he was there just shooting the shit and he had his... Uh, his, you know, his hinterland beer uh, there in front of him and he was drinking his own beer and I was drinking the beer and I was like, Jesus, I'm drinking the same beer. You made this? This is crazy. So I said to him, look, I have to, we have to come and look at this operation because they're building that title town district and mm-hmm. this guy, Billy, is building a big restaurant because he's a, he's a microbrewer but he's also a restaurant owner. So he's building this restaurant that seats like 400 people in the title town district. So it's going to be the one restaurant that's on it and there's one hotel on it or something so it's a big deal that this guy gets the whole thing so the next day headed down met up with billy he opened his wine cooler or whatever and said dudes dig in now ryan over here honestly could you ever walk up to a dude and take one of his beers without getting a stabbed in the neck i don't think so no (laughs) categorical (laughs) from ryan nothing else needs to be said incredible atmosphere that tailgate and stuff isn't it like oh it's fantastic but I mean, firstly, obviously, tailgate's great. The stadium's great. When you went down to the stadium, though, the first time, mm. um, I'm guessing you obviously walked up, you saw the Lombardi and the Curly Lambo statues. Mm. And, and it, you know, I mean, they're huge, aren't they? Oh, man. But that moment then, when you look up at them, you've got the, the atrium in the background, the stadium. But do you know what I mean? I mean, that feeling, try and describe that for the, for the listeners, because that, for me, was the first time where I think my breath was taken away. Yeah. Uh, do you know what I, I tell that story actually as well and everyone got a good laugh at your expense where you were driving along with the dudes last year and you were so excited at the Don Hudson Centre that you were like oh my god guys look and they were like Ryan just could turn your head the other way and they were like oh it's Lambo right what struck yeah. me about the whole thing and that, that was a brilliant story but what struck me at the time was is that I would saw it at night time but it only you can see that big Illuminous G wherever you go in Green Bay 
yeah. amazing right and when we went in that night we could see that illuminated but you know i can't honestly say that that was the first time i saw lambo because i really didn't the first time we saw it was we were on the bus on the way in and we were going through all of these sort of housing estates and i was so busy looking at the it looked like something out of a movie you'd have the old post boxes and green bay everything everything's green bay knickers you know what i mean i've sort of green bay soap and condoms so we went through all of these housing estates and you burst out through these housing states and all of a sudden you're looking at the stadium. It's like going through someone's gaff and then all of a sudden the, the stadium... And as you said, like not only are the statues huge and ridiculous, the stadium is absolutely massive. It is huge. Mm-hmm. And you're so used to looking at these low... Because it's not a high-rise place, Green Bay, is it? I mean, all the buildings no. are really low. When you when you travel through it, I always feel like it's almost that sort of quintessential mm-hmm. American small-town feel. Oh, yeah. And then, like you said, you just come out onto one of the one of the main roads there and, and suddenly you're you've got the biggest stadium in american sports yeah you know the, the team with the most history in american sports and it sat right there yet yeah, you're right literally across the road from lambeau field in one direction you've got houses that look like you know me or anyone else could live there yeah you know it's it's, it's an unbelievable place and it's it's such a i think what i liked about it most was the feeling of it being a small town the feeling that there was a real good community spirit around it. Everyone was very friendly. Everyone wanted to help you. Everyone was genuinely interested in why you were there. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you couldn't have been in a bigger place for American football or, like I say, American sports in general. Yeah, do you know what? It's America, so it has all the highway signs and it has the Wendy's and the McDonald's and whatever else that you're looking for over there, the quick trip. Uh, so I went to the Quick, quick Trip, actually, um, which is the, like a gas station, right? It's like a little convenience store place. And they just have, they always do deals with Green Bay. We have, though, we did that deal with them uh, last season, didn't we, about those the cups or whatever. I already had the holograms on them. So I went in, the first thing I bought was like a Green Bay Packers travel mug. Had to, yeah, straight away. There you go. So I had to buy one of those. Like it was the only goon out of the whole group that went in. It was like, oh my God, Green Bay. And just I had to buy something of Green Bay. But it is ridiculous it's it's got that movie feel but it's not new york where you get stabbed and your girlfriend gets taken away from you you know it's 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 a great place where everyone wants to talk to you and everyone wants to have a bit of fun you get those what hot dogs new york are you going to bro probably the bad places i keep you know aimlessly walking say, through brooklyn as i spent 10 days there i didn't get stabbed once <laughs> you haven't had the proper tour i mean you know people pay for the stuff uh you know city tour get stabbed in the face by jay-z so it was it was unbelievable how friendly the people were and like you said i mean there's houses all around the stadium so on game day when we were there we had the camera crew um who were doing those documentaries on us so they did one on the group and then one on the trip um, which are coming out i think the first episode in that whole series is coming out in october so we had those following us around for the tailgate and it was just belubas but before that and this is going to make some people jealous maybe even yourself ryan uh, i got a private stadium tour so yeah i wasn't i wasn't there was a part of me then that you know i love you steve yeah yeah but there was a part of me then that, that absolutely despised and hated you <laughs> jesus a rift forms in the I uk tried, back I, yeah oh absolutely it was there was almost a point then when i thought you know what this guy and then no no it was fine i ended up being happy for you in the end oh yeah after a few beers do you want me to tell do you want me to, <laughs> do you want me to uh, stir up a bit of hate and tell you exactly what i saw go on i want to know right so we meet up right 
and we go through a door with a scan card and on the door says authorised personnel only and I felt super sexy I was like let's go the thing is you should tell everyone on the stadium tour you you walk past the locker room door but they go Sorry, nobody can go in there. Yeah, no one gets in there, so, not even the so press. So this is, this is how exclusive this is, and this is how now prime time you are. Oh, yeah, that's what happens. No, look, it's what happens when you're associated with the UK Packers. Look, we make stuff happen. Last year, we went and saw Jordy Nelson, and this year, this type of crazy stuff happened. So went behind the scenes, right? I was walking through the corridors, and I saw all of the pictures of all the greats up on the corridors that nobody else gets to see, only the players. I was standing at the players' canteen, at their relaxation area so the canteen you can imagine right one of the one of the lads pointed out on the on the tour he was like jesus those chairs are huge of course they are i mean the offensive and defensive linemen sitting these damn things they better be steel cast you know it's <laughs> sort of big massive chairs big massive canteen place uh the relaxation area you know they want the players to hang around and have sort of a a team atmosphere walk by there um i don't know how much i can say about another area i don't think i think that's something i'll say outside the podcast because I don't know if people know that. I don't know if people are supposed to know something. But anyway, so we went past that secret thing, and then that's a massive, that's a massive cliffhanger, isn't it? Oh, it is. Yeah, and you're going to find that after. Tune in, tune in next week to see if we're out. <laughs> yeah, let me just check in with Mark Murphy and see if we can reveal. Um, so we walked by the secret thing, and I got pictures beside secret things, and then we went into this other area. Now I don't know if that's a secret as well. I'll leave that out as well. Actually, there's a lot of stuff I don't know if, if people are meant to know this because it comes from deep within sounds a bit dodge but anyway right i'll skip past a good few things and just say right we went past area 51 basically right into the packers locker room so i was standing in the locker room or even the press can't go the packers film crew who were filming us over on that trip weren't allowed go so i was standing there and there were people's lockers that you see on the field and like you know Hundley's over beside Rogers and beside him was just one that said Packers on it because Joe Callan be turfed out the door a few days before and Red the kit man was walking around doing his job right just working at this late it was crazy so and guess who was given a tour Mark Murphy was given a tour he was bringing his daughter around and his granddaughter and his granddaughter in his arms and he was going around I walked by TJ Lang leaning up against the door with his wife and his kid in the pram talking and shooting the breeze with someone and I walked by and I was like Jesus that's TJ Lang and she was like oh I probably should have introduced you shouldn't I and I was like uh, yeah well I don't, I'm just amazed to be here I was so grateful to be there you know I wasn't going to complain and go yeah you should have unbelievable so we're walking down and we saw the uh, the basketball there's an indoor basketball court behind mm-hmm. by the locker rooms and uh, down there at the end of the corridor was Mason Crosby just shooting the breeze, pointing stuff out to his family, walking around. It seems that the Saturday is when the players kind of mill around and they show their families off to the place. Um, you know, here's where daddy works and stuff. So we were in the locker room and I got a few uh, grinning pictures, you know, with Aaron Rodgers thing in the background. And to see kind of the tape area and it was insane. And then we went down by the um, the rehab area. And Red the kit man was there and he just gave an impromptu kind of mini information session. And he looked across at this big locker and he said, in that locker is where all the tape and all that sort of stuff is. You know, when you're strapping up an injured limb. And he said, Jordy Nelson will know that locker and everything in it inside out after being injured uh, for the year. He showed us the hydrotherapy place. And uh, I've seen the Packers gym that all the players work out in. There's a funny little interesting story there. Can't really tell you. I'll tell you after, Ryan. And then the x-ray room where he said that you know even if a cowboys player was to come in and get injured he'd have access to the x-ray room so to see 
And to see, like, even the Gatorade stuff outside the sauna and bottles beside it, I was thinking, Jesus, the players come up and have some of that stuff. So then we went out into the tunnel. And, you know, even when you're on the normal stadium tour, you walk into the tunnel and they play the crowd noise. Not only did they do that, they played, um, they turned the lights down and put, you know, the loud player music on. And they turned on, you know, the G that you see all the players standing in in those epic photos? They put on the G and I went up and she goes Stephen get into the G and I'll take a picture of you so I was standing there in the G amazed at this whole thing she was taking a picture and I, I look at the pictures I don't look in halfway is awesome as all the players do coming out and then went out and they were painting the field at the time so the guy who was painting the field came over and started shooting the breeze and telling us about the synthetics and what the grass is made up of and how many times he paints the field and then Red the kit man was telling us how many towels are in a game and how many footballs they use and like unbelievable stuff absolutely unbelievable stuff i it's the stuff that i and you know what that was part one of just the amazing uk packer experience because it was on game day the next day that i was pitch side before the game and aaron Rodgers was within spitting distance in front of me throwing balls shooting the breeze jordy nelson was catching passes in the end zone practicing warming up and we were standing there flabbergasted just looking at jordy nelson catching passes and who comes and i was just standing there you know my mouth open staring at him didn't even realize who'd came into the frame aaron Rodgers, and they do their little touchdown celebration they've put their thumbs up and bump fists and then aaron Rodgers messes with the ball guy and, and sort of jacks the ball up between his legs behind him they kind of like a you know a snap to the ball guy and runs off and everyone's screaming and it was just insanity and it words cannot explain when you're pitch side beside all of these stars that you see and if you ever want to go on a trip and a dream trip you need to come on the uk packers tour we're going to try to do it annually aren't we ryan to go over to green bay every single year because it's a drug and i cannot get enough yeah um, absolutely and and obviously whilst you're over there you know rubbing shoulders of all the big guns and partying up and late <laughs> until the night i was sat here on my own but no seriously we've already started looking at i'm just trying to make you feel a bit bad Thanks. we've already started looking at next year's trip haven't we we've yeah. got a couple of get-togethers this year that are obviously going to be uk based possibly one in dublin mm. um so they're going to be happening but yeah next year obviously uh we will be looking to do another trip to green bay yeah um we've already started trying to plan into that obviously people have messages saying what game Unfortunately, schedule's not released yet. So even when the opponents get released, we need to wait for a schedule to come out, and that's going to be some way off. Yeah. But all I would say, guys, is start putting that money to one side. Um, you know, it can cost. It can cost a little bit, can't it? But do, do you know what, Ryan? It's not a lot for that experience, right? Because I got over for what twelve hundred twelve hundred pounds. Yeah, and I think I think the thing is, this is you're going to pack so much action into this, and you're going to see so much. You're going to experience i mean bearing in mind this stadium sold out and we managed to get your tickets the you know you're just it's going to be so much and if you've been a green bay fan whether it be for five minutes five years for 50 years you've got to get yourself to green bay because you do not under we can me and steve sitting here now we've both been we cannot describe to you there are no words to describe to you no. that feeling when you rise to the top of them steps and you look out into that bowl into lambeau field for that first time and then and another thing I loved, Steve, and I'm sure, I'm sure you'll agree, the anthem going off and the jets flying across oh, the man. top of the stadium, all that sort of stuff, you know. These are the things you just don't get on the TV, you know. And I think make it happen. 
right start like the only thing i would say is like so it's good to dream sometimes but dreams dreams are open-ended so make it a goal put a deadline on it make it 2017 come out with a uk packers yeah because look it's 1200 quid and that's the that's the standard package that's the one that i went on me and ryan do this with the we run the group but at the same time we're not celebrities here you know we, we don't sort of mill over on a, a business class and stay for 17 weeks we go over on the standard package with all the discounts that we can secure with going with sports travel tours uh we go over for i think it was 1250 or something i think is what i paid in the end um which look for that experience was incredible and that that's exactly it ryan it's it's a small little bits that you can pick out uh to a fantastic trip that you can't put into words that moment because uh, i was beside charlotte who's a long time uh, member of the group uh fantastic woman brilliant stuff uh massively dedicated fan uh really knows her stuff packer fanatic and she really hams it up when she goes over we had a great time so she was going to different places um and she went last year with ryan and the group and she came over this year with us um so i sit beside her and the two of us nearly teared up uh looking at the because she was saying to me she expected the jets as usual so now i'm an irishman and i'm proud of my country and all this but when that american national anthem went off i was like god bless america and then you know the, the fireworks started to go off and there was this low trundling home motor sort of noise and we're like what the hell is that and next thing as the land of the free you know that sort of thing where he holds the word free for too long <laughs> you know while everyone starts tearing up and while he said that just these four i don't even know what they were cities with like blades you know what i mean just giant helicopter plane things came over and i thought if i'm about to be bombed and murdered here this is the most beautiful murder i've ever seen because they just flew two flew over real slow and i didn't see them before because they fly low enough that you don't see them they just kind of just appear like a sci-fi movie mm-hmm. over the scoreboard and then you two of them, them oh man unbelievable and they came real two other ones behind them came even faster and i was like jesus there's two first real slow and then two really fast ones that's amazing so i yeah, just, just see the belly of the planes man i've never seen i've never seen those planes before they they've got like on the wings haven't they upturned yeah like helicopter things propellers, like a <laughs> helicopter it's, it's weird yeah. but yeah there was two jets came over and there was two of whatever these things were and i'm sure somebody will tweet us when they're listening to this and go duh it's a yeah heliplane yeah it's a heliplane you idiot but uh, yeah all right so four heliplanes flew over man and you they were like little mini cities you mini cities you, you look up and you're just like jesus you could nearly touch the underbelly of this thing ridiculous and the whole military thing and the whole guns thing i was Look, I'm categorically saying that guns and America have an unhealthy relationship and it's ridiculous. However, I saw those things fly over and I was like, dude, give me an assault rifle. This is about to go down. Because I was all for that military stuff. And two of the lads actually went off to a shooting range in... Uh, did you know there was a shooting range, Ryan, in Green Bay? Yeah, yeah. A few of the guys went last year. It's 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 not something I, uh, I went to, to be honest, but... Hey, screw that. I'm going... I tell you, they showed... One of the lads went and all they wanted to do was fire Glocks. There's there's two boys that uh, went, right? Tony and Connor. Two of the, honest to God, most soundest dudes that you'll ever meet. Everyone on the tour was amazing, by the way, but uh, these two dudes went off to the dri- to the shooting range. I was going to say driving range. It's a, kind of a different thing. Not unless it's a drive-by shooting range, which they should definitely look at. So they went off and they were going to fire Glocks. But next thing we get a picture in the group, don't we, of Connor holding this big massive assault rifle. I mean look if you go to a shooting range and you see that bad boy standing in front of you not connor the assault rifle you're thinking having a a go with that so uh look the trip had everything but do you know what it felt like to me and it's gonna sound weird and and let me know if i'm if i'm talking complete bat stuff crazy here 
Now that I've seen the game at Green Bay and it was a loss and that was painful. If it hadn't been pitch side, I would have been pretty annoyed, right? Uh, at the start because that was kind of the highlight and a massive high and then a huge massive low so watching the game was pretty awful it's, the fans booing don't agree with it hate it right bad thing to be doing but did you find that after watching a game in green bay it's like that dude from a beautiful mind in a way that everything kind of forms in front of your eyes and it all falls into place and you have a deeper understanding now as dumb as that sounds of football of green bay football of look as i looked at the uh, the bears game and mm-hmm. i was looking at where they were on the pitch and i could see myself sitting in the stands almost looking down and i knew exactly where on the pitch they were i know it sounds dumb because all pitches are the same whatever but you know with lambo field in particular i knew whether they're at the south or the east or the west or where they were on the field and it all just made green bay football even more relevant for me Is yeah that i think i think one of the biggest things that really sunk in for me is Obviously, you hear all of the the stories or the history. Obviously, the the town or the community owns the team. Um, you know, you hear all that stuff, and it sounds great. But when you get there, you really get the understanding and the feeling of that the community owning the team and the community not being anything without the Green Bay Packers, yeah. and certainly the Green Bay Packers being nothing without its community. That's what for me was the biggest thing I felt when I went there. Yeah, obviously. It's fantastic to go into that great stadium for the first time um, to then get into your seat, uh, that freezing cold metal seat, and uh, yeah. you know, and, and sit there and watch the game. Yeah, and I think those are things you have to go to Green Bay to be able to feel it. You know, I've always said I'd love to go to a road game as well at some point. You know, it'd be great to go and watch Green Bay in Chicago or Detroit or Minnesota or whatever. Yeah, but. To be fair, I think if I did that, I'd be disappointed I wasn't sat in Lambeau, so I'll probably only ever go to home games. Well, I'll tell you, this is telling because I wanted to pick Charlotte's brain because she's been to Lambeau now. This is her second time. And I said to her, and she's been to see some of the other stadiums because she goes to some of the cities before. hope she doesn't mind me talking about her. Um, and I asked her, what does it feel like, you know, being back in Green Bay? You know, do you want to go to a road game now? And she was like, look, it's like the first time every time here you come in and you still get the same emotions. You're still overwhelmed by the whole thing. So, Green Bay is certainly a place you can go back to time and time again. But a few things that struck me, which was weird, right? And maybe just to give people a different perspective. I I was chewing a chew. This is going to sound ridiculous and completely off on a tangent, but it goes to show you uh, where we're at. Lambeau, from a distance, is sacred to anybody, right? Certainly to a Packers fan. And it's sacred. It was really sacred to me. So... I went and I was chewing the chewing gum and I was like, geez, this is after losing its flavour, right? I'm going to need to spit this bad boy out. So I put it in a wrapper and I didn't want to put it in my pocket because it was jammed full of stuff. And I was like, maybe I'll just leave it down beneath my feet here. And I was like, I can't do that. What if I forget about it? And what if I mash it into the ground? A Lambo, a Mecca, I, de- I can't be doing that. So I shoved it in my pocket and just like what I thought would happen, it at, by the end of the game, between moving around and that and the other, it's it sort of spilled around my pocket and I chewing them on the inside of my jeans. It wasn't good. So I was sort of thinking, right? Bad idea, but at least I saved Lambo. So as people started to filter out of the stadium, right? I looked around, the place was a tip. There was stuff everywhere. There was like posters that you make. They have the coals kind of make your own poster signs. They were mashed into the ground. There was beer spilled all over them. There was It was a wreck. And I was sort of thinking, I thought everyone would go here would be like almost bringing a brush with them to clean up after themselves. You know what I mean? To polish the place yeah. down. But it's, it is, it's a normal stadium, right? It's a, it's a wreck. Yeah, but and I know what you mean because I remember I remember seeing it all afterwards. 
but don't look at that from a negative point of view look yeah. at it from the positive those people don't make that mess that's a load of cleaners they don't need that's a lot of people unemployed so <laughs> don't be selfish throw your chewing gum on the floor <laughs> official uk packers announcement go to lambo and mess it up no it's just i'll tell you it was it was a weird it was kind of a we weren't very simpatico you know what i mean i was looking at it going oh, i'd rather wreck my jeans that i that I spend money on that reclam, and then you so look at it and go, on. "You might, you might want to stop there." So you were field side, and you just said, "I wanted to wreck my jeans." <laughs> well, I tell you, I was, I was pitch side. My jeans were wrecked from the very start. <laughs> I was thinking, "What's a bit of chewing gum gonna do?" Good point. I but think yeah. we should point out to the uh, to the listeners though, because mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, as as I said, you you know, you left me at home this time around. Yeah. Um, you know, wasn't important enough to take with you. It's fine. <laughs> I'm over it. But I've got a hundred percent record in Green Bay, oh, and you've it, got yeah. a zero percent record. I noticed it happen. Yeah, because the... so when I when I went, the Ashwaubenon and Jags won. Right. Then I went to Wisconsin, and the Badgers won. Okay. And then Green Bay, San Diego, we won, and we were six and zero. Oh, and you went. The Badgers lost to Ohio State, <laughs> and the Packers lost to the Cowboys. So you've got to, you've got some explaining to do now. Hold on, though. Some of the UK Packers were there for the Bears game and we dominated. So I'm saying that as a collective... Yeah, but I'm wondering if we should let you go back. Just you. Probably not. Because you were gone by the time the Bears game kicked off. Do you know what it is? Do you know when they say that you shouldn't pick up a baby bird in its nest because the mother will smell it and then it'll never be the same again? Maybe Aaron Rodgers smelled, you know, me off his jersey or something. I don't want to know. Can't be having that. He smelt you messing up your jeans. Anyway... (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. But, so basically uh, what we're saying is look guys we are going to be looking into the trip next year for definite oh yeah um we think the trip was massively successful we haven't even mentioned meeting up with jerry kramer oh yeah um which the guys all got to get autographs and so on some of the guys met up with among green got autographs and so on guys uh me and steve managed to get front row tickets at tv shows for the guys mm. they went to green bay gamblers ice hockey there's there's I mean, you always hear this thing that the only thing in Green Bay is the football team. To an extent, it's the only major thing, but there's plenty of stuff to do. Certainly if you come away with the UK Packers, myself and Steve, we work tirelessly to make sure you get a real complete trip that that really we kind of get things that money couldn't normally buy. So put your money to the side. Start saving now, 2017. Make sure you're on the trip. Yeah, and look, at the end of the day, we're not travel agents. We Because people kept saying... Or use the guys that are doing the holidays. No, we're not. We're not doing the holidays. We don't do the holidays. We organize a deal and discounts with Sports Travel Tours and Andy. This is the second year now that we've done it. It's been hugely successful. So we organize the discounts and you go and pay Andy and then we all go. That's how it works. We do the same. Yeah. So uh, it's important to stress. Yeah, we met Jerry Kramer and we also did, a, a, you know, an honorable mention here. A absolutely wonderful woman, Susan, who does the Green Bay Packer trolley tours. Um, so we did the trolley tour with her we went in this sort of old fashioned bus she went around told us all the history of Green Bay now I'm a massive history buff um, in college you could do this thing where you could pick a module outside of your whatever I did a accounts in finance and you could pick an extra module to study it was like a UCD horizons program and everyone was picking economics and blah 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 I picked Roman history so I'm a massive history buff and that's what I love about the Packers and with that tour with Susan was and Susan was actually the PA for my home so she has some pretty great stories to tell and we went around on that trolley tour. It was about 90 minutes, I think, of what it was. You could go on a longer one. And it was amazing. We got onto the old field, Ryan. You did that last year as well, right? Where he's got onto the old um, East uh, High School. 
pitch yeah, where East the Green Packers. Bay High School, yeah. Oh man, I, I tell you what, that was. And it's going to sound dumb. That was just a slight notch below Lambeau Field for me. And you might go, why? Yeah. Who cares? But it was going out onto the field that my hero Don Hudson was on, and to catch passes where he caught caught passes. It was unbelievable. So we were throwing the ball around as usual, just rapscallying the whole thing. And then uh, Connor went and tried an attempt at a field goal, scuffed it, right? This is a dude, right, who said, if you're listening, Connor, in your face, this is a dude who said that he, he taught football in the States for like two years. So you're rubbish, right? And then when I come up to hang kick on, it... Hang on, does this, does this mean there's a worse kicker in the UK Packers than me? I don't know. You see, the, the pressure wasn't on the line. I'm still going to go with you, Ryan, just to keep... <laughs> <laughs> to keep it there no I'll tell you what Connor was hands down way worse than you you were now the second worst history uh, pack, uh, kicker in Packers history I was the best right I kicked one and it, I was in bow shoes by the way right which is ridiculous I kicked uh, Tony Hel- I think it was Tony Holden and I kicked and it was end over end beautiful sail up slow motion style and smacked off the upright and back in but I still like where's, where's the video Where's the video? He see Tony took the pictures that day, and he was holding oh, the ball, right. and that's why. Yeah. Look, it's not so to be no proof. It's not to no be proof. disputed. But look, it hit. I'm, I'm telling you, it hit off the upright and came back in. So, but I mean, the clang off it, and I was Jesus, and it was one of those. Do you know what? I used to play soccer for Wicklow Town. I was a defender, never got a chance to get up. It was always air tactics, where it's like proper sweeper style stuff, where when the ball would come into the back, it doesn't don't even try pick out your player, just hoof it. If it stays in play, then you get a bonus point. If it goes out of play, no one cares. So we had a we had a corner to take, and the ball came out to me. And I remember as a defender, I was always you know what I wanted to play up front. And mid, anyway, I won't get into it or midfield. But anyway, so I kicked the ball, and the same thing, slow motion style. Saw the ball sail, and I hit the crossbar and over. I was like, damn, it was the same thing on that field, but spine tingling stuff on that Packers trolley tour with Susan. Um, great history and get to get out onto that she opens up the gate we all go on and, and there was just loads of geese there and so we had to play around the geese which made it even more ridiculous um sometime but i suppose ryan we'll have to get off this whole topic won't we because i'm gonna wreck my jeans again and we need to talk bears and then end the podcast uh and stop because maybe people have switched off at this stage <laughs> so come on let's talk bears uh you know you were burning the midnight well, oil there what did you reckon well i, I- Generally, actually, first I want to have a chat, and well, it's going to be a bit of a moan if I'm honest. Okay. I've seen so much stuff on Twitter this week. Fans saying, you know, fans one week, uh, can't remember which week it was now. Why didn't we? Why didn't we go for it on fourth? Then the next week, the same fans going, uh, we should have kicked the points on fourth. Do you know, mm. guys are being fickle at the minute. They're jumping all over things left, right, and centre. There, we got people shouting last week after the Cowboys loss fire McCarthy one guy even said let's bench A-Rod get Hundley in there somebody else said oh maybe it's time to trade A-Rod while he's still got trade value and put Hundley in I mean Hundley to my knowledge hasn't even taken an NFL snap and if he has it's it's, it's not many right guys everybody I mean to to use the words of A-Rod himself relax right it's the Cowboys game was horrible okay we've got no running backs at this point our cornerbacks, most of our starting cornerbacks are gone at the moment. We are, to to a point, we're going through, uh, again, a bit of an injury crisis, you know. Mm. Jared Cook was brought to uh, brought in to, to, to really give us that tight end presence. It hasn't happened, now he's injured. You know, there's a lot going against it at the minute. But the team, and they certainly showed it against Chicago, and they had to. They had to bounce back after that Cowboys game. Now, part of me was wondering... 
obviously, did Green Bay figure it out or was Chicago just bad? And I think part of it, Chicago were bad and they were unlucky because I like Brian Hoyer as a quarterback. I think he's always done, every time I've seen him sort of get a chance somewhere, he's done okay. He's a serviceable guy. He's, you know, he's always going to be, unfortunately, I think a journeyman quarterback. But he also always seems to get an injury at just the worst time. Hmm. Um, and then obviously Matt Barkley coming in, I think was at the Eagles a few years back, possibly. Yeah. Um, had, hasn't really taken off for him and he didn't have a great night but he probably hasn't had a hell of a lot of practice time so I think that certainly there was a bit there in terms of the, of the Bears being bad but you can only beat what's in front of you I think Green Bay did quite well to do that um, they've certainly found out a way of I mean they brought in a, is a Don Jackson and Niall Davis they, they didn't really do anything between them I think Jackson got injured and Niall Davis just wasn't really involved he'd only been in Green Bay a couple of days but they found out a way to counteract that running game. We don't have a running game, so they found out this sort of getting right back to this West Coast offense style, um, lots of short passes, um, you know, passes that are almost lateral passes to receivers mm. um, and so on. And they're short passes that are then essentially is your running game. Um, and there was a, certainly a change in style. Now, whether that can be done throughout the season against better defenses I don't know, but it certainly worked against the Bears. Uh, and, and you've got to say well done to the coaching staff and well done to the players for changing that style because that's the situation they're in and coming out with a W. Yeah, well, look, let me weigh in because it's important what you said there. You know when you said, can we do this against better defences? I've read so many articles this week about people saying, and I say this week, it's only been in a matter of days since the Thursday night game, but they're saying stuff like, they can't keep this up and this isn't sustainable. Right, screw you and screw the whole lot of you because it is sustainable. We've the best quarterback in the league. Now, I know we've all had a bit of a moan about him and he hasn't been great, yada yada. You know, half of that's down to him missing some easy throws. Half of that's down to receivers not getting open. Now, I would say in the Bears game, you couldn't you, Ryan, you could see him getting frustrated. He was looking at the sideline cursing Aaron Rodgers, saying... What am I supposed to do? Because, mm-hmm. and, and there was all this talk about, uh, and even I mentioned the stats, when he gets the ball out quickly, he's super accurate, over 100. Uh, when he gets the ball out after two and a half seconds, he's nothing short of atrocious, atrocious. Now, there's a reason why he can't get it out quick most of the time, and that's because his first second read hasn't been open. They've been playing tight coverage. He can't get the ball out. And that's why he has to hold on to the ball for too long. Then the receivers still don't get open for him. They're not on the same page. That's halfway down to chemistry, and that's halfway down to good defensive play when they're being ready. Now, what I will say is, is that this is exactly the medicine that I believe that the Green Bay Packers need. Because, remember I posed a question to you, I think it was about two or three weeks ago, and I asked, and I wasn't saying I agreed with it or didn't agree with it, but I, I did ask, is it, should we be looking for uh, an offense that's well-rounded? Should we be going for a half-run, half-pass offense? And you said, yes, it's good to have an all-round offense. It lets people, you know, you need to run before you can get to the pass. Now, I think that when you have a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers and when you have wide receivers who need to get on the same page and have chemistry, what you need to do is is you need to get a kick in the arse and you need to get pass intensive. You need to create that chemistry. If you're with a girl and you see her on the weekends, she's lovely. She's really nice. She kisses you on the face and she knows all the right things to say right but the problem is is that you're not going to create good chemistry with this beautiful woman 
right? What's going to happen to you is, is you're going to meet up, you're going to do what you need to do, and then you're going to leave again. The real chemistry happens if you get stuck in a lift with that woman, and then you realize that she's everything you thought you'd be, that you're a nutcase, that she's a nutcase, and you don't work. So the thing is, is that you, we need to be locked in a lift together here. We need to make sure that our running game stays away and that we stay in the lift. And um, In that lift, we have, you know, the offensive line, who let's say are probably going to rip off a few farts. We're going to have uh, the wide receivers all gelling together, Aaron Rodgers gelling together, and we're going to come out as a tightly knit unit. And that's what we need to do. We're not going to go and get that chemistry back again if we have a case where every... Like, look, it's, it was predictable, right? <laughs> you're, breaking your, you're breaking your face laughing there, right? But hear, hear me out. So... How are we going to advance if we have the same stuff? People are giving out, weren't they? That we had a vanilla offense. So we have the three wide receivers, the tight end, the running back. And then first down, we go for the run play. We don't get many yards with that. We might try a dinky pass. Don't get anywhere with that. Then it's down to third down again. And then we have to try something long to try get it, right? And rinse and repeat. Now we have the chance where we have to do something exotic. We have to do those sort of flattish lateral passes most of we're gonna have to work on our blocking so we're gonna have to lateral pass and make sure that the lads out front pave the way for the likes of Ty Montgomery to get those yards I think this is healthy for the Packers I think they can keep it up I think they need to be working on the chemistry between Aaron Rodgers and the wide receivers to get A-Rod back confident again because I don't think he is that's my opinion and also to get the wide receivers used to catching balls because when you have when he has so many weapons between Cobb, Nelson and Adams and he doesn't you can see him he doesn't really want to go to anybody else Ryan isn't there so many instances where Trevor Davis was in and he was running that sort of you know the flat route across the field and A-Rod wouldn't go to him and we're like why isn't he going to him now, if Aaron Rodgers has four or five receivers out on the field at the time, he knows he has to go to one of them. So he's going to go and progress through his reads better and not go for the usual, is Nelson open? No. Is Cobb open? No. Is Adams open? Yes. Throw. You know, he's going to go through all of his progressions and maybe hit some of the receivers that he hasn't hit before. The more that they catch the ball, the more that he trusts them. And then we get into Brett mm-hmm. Favre territory where all the receivers are open. And that's one thing that Greg Jennings said when he was on the podcast with us, that with Aaron Rodgers, you kind of know you're running a dummy route and he's, you're not going to get the ball. Whereas with Brett Favre, you know that you you have to always run the route as if you're going to catch the ball, which would, more, more often than not, when the play breaks down, the gunslinger throw it up there and give you a chance of coming down with it and was on you to get it. Agree or? Yeah, kind of. I think when it comes to the receiving game, though, there's there's obviously a couple of things that concern. I mean, I mean Devontae Adams has proved me wrong because I didn't, I didn't feel he was ever going to get it. But, mm. I mean, that game he had the other night, two touchdowns, 132 yards, fantastic. Yeah. Randall Cobb did well. Um, Montgomery looked good, although his most of his stuff, again, was was these sort of short passes that we're talking about. Yeah. But then past that, you've got to worry because Jordy Nelson, one reception for nine yards. But do you have to worry, Ryan, or do you have to think of, we all know what Jordy Nelson is capable of. He wasn't in that game. They shut him down as wide receiver one. Well, but we navigated around that and went to everybody else. I think that's a good sign. Yeah, okay, I'll tell you, it's a, certainly a progression, progression Sorry, from last year because obviously last year, as you know, we didn't have Nelson yeah. and the rest of the guys struggled to get going. So that's good. That's a progression. What I'm worried about, though, is do we still have the same explosive Jordy Nelson that's on the same page as Aaron Rodgers? And that's, again, and people are going to listen to that and go, oh, you're just looking for a problem that's not there. I hope I am. I hope I am completely wrong. And I would hope to see in the next few weeks um, some more happen. But... I don't see 
and maybe I'm not watching the game tape closely enough. I mean, certainly the game the other night was at half one. I was still watching it quarter to five in the morning with the rest of you. You know, it was late. Um, I don't know. I don't see defences doubling up on Jordy. I don't see that. So I'd, maybe maybe something that is maybe is getting safety help. The guy that's the, the cornerback that's covering Jordy, maybe he's getting the safety help. Maybe that's why the other side of the field is opening up for the other guys. Hopefully that is what it is. But um, certainly there's a good concern there for me at the minute. Yeah, well, look, let us know. Tweet us in at UK Packers and let us know. I mean, what are we looking at here? Are we looking at Jordy Nelson not getting a lot of production because he was shut down and that he was going to elsewhere? Or are you worried that maybe we don't have the explosive Jordy? Because, I mean, Ryan, you have a point that if you look at Jordy's numbers, he wasn't getting the yards, but he was getting the touchdowns. So he was getting open in the end zone inexplicably. But he wasn't getting those explosive yards. Um it is interesting. So anybody out there, you know, when you're listening to the podcast, tweet us in and let us know because we're very interested to see. We'll put a poll out there and see uh, where we're getting. But you know what? I think this is a positive thing. I think that what the Packers have done was is they've got the run game taken away from them with injury and they've navigated around that by going to this pass-intensive offense, which is something that I thought they should have done to begin with anyway and now they're being forced into it. The real test, and we won't get into it in this podcast, is the Atlanta Falcons game. That's going to be a test. That's going to be an offensive shootout. And that's something that we're really going to have to uh, keep an eye on. Which brings us to our next point, Ryan. Our next meetup, Atlanta Falcons game, VIP. Yeah, so at this point, we've got four tickets left um, to to make. We've got two VIP rooms, Bloomsbury Lanes, London. Um, The game got flexed, didn't it, to to an 8.25 kickoff, which has actually helped us out because anyone going to the Wembley game would have struggled to get across town for five o'clock kickoff that originally was so it's now an 825 you can get there from whatever time you want um, and you can stay till after the late late game if you if you choose to Um, but we've got two vip rooms at the moment we've got four tickets left in that room Um, however if suddenly there was an influx of interest and other people that want to go then we can um, take up an option on another room but obviously we have to we have to see if the interest is there first so get in touch um, we'd love to fill the both of the rooms, um, and it should be a great night. And I think one of the biggest keys to that game, uh, just to, just to try and tie that in, we've had a history of letting the receivers, uh, sort of big name receivers, walk over. So obviously, they've got a pretty big name receiver up there, so that's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting to see how we deal with it. But, yeah, and look, if that, if that's the case, if we do let that happen, and we don't want to catch the L, but if we do. You've got a room full of uh, drinking Packer fans to console in. So what's the deal, yeah. Ryan? It's How much is it? It's £20, but you get a free gridiron magazine and two free drinks and a waitress service? Yeah. Um, yeah, and you've got the VIP room, um, so you don't need to worry about trying to get seats. You've got somewhere, if you've been to Wembley all day, you've probably got bags and bits and everything else. You'll have somewhere safe to keep all that. Um, you don't have to queue up with everyone else when you're getting in, so you just walk straight to the front. Um, they'll have the, your guest list. So those of you that have already bought tickets, you're already on the guest list. Those of you that buy it will be on the guest list. And when you come to the front, whoever books, obviously just say your name and how many tickets you booked, it'll be on there. Um, it should be a really good night. And obviously the other thing being, it will just be Packers fans in there. So we don't have to sit with any Seattle fans or Bears fans or anyone else that we don't want to sit with. Um, so it should be a really good night. Yeah, and I won't be there, but Ryan will be there. So it'll be a great chance to go up to Ryan to see the, you know, the face behind the podcast um to meet him shake his hand buy him a few pints maybe if you feel generous but if not you know don't encourage him because this man can put down pints don't try to buy him food because i mean you know 
the biggest pizza in the place. Actually, it was Bloomsbury Lanes the last time, right? It was like the family size, and you down the whole pizza yourself. Um, so I mean, Ryan can put down a pizza, you know. So if you, hey, an eating challenge. If you want to challenge him to an eating challenge, maybe. I've lost ten pounds, mate. <laughs> I did, I did really yeah I thought it was 20 pounds no I thought it was I thought that note no, fell out of your pocket it's certainly monetary wise and not weight because yeah, I mean yeah. it, it was just a tenner I put on West Ham to win 2-0 <laughs> didn't happen uh, leave it at but I think do you know what we've uh, I've I've wrecked too many jeans uh, talking about Green Bay and you've wrecked too many jeans talking about your VIP room experience with free lap dances from Ryan Peacock um, beard is optional so we're going to leave it there and we will be back to as usual we're back to our bi-weekly podcast get listening uh, get subscribing on iTunes we're there that uh, gives you a notification to tell you when there's a new podcast you won't need it because we're out every Monday and every Friday for your viewing pleasure and listening pleasure so from me at NFL on Twitter and of course at UK Packers and me old buddy me old pal at Ryan Peacock NFL it's goodbye for now goodbye thanks for listening <laughs>